I'm Caddy. I'm Taffer. Welcome to Yeah, a show where we talk about young adult lit and what it can teach us at any age. This is our book club and you're invited. Yeah! yeah! Welcome back to our holiday-themed month of December. Um, And today we are kind of taking a step away from our traditional uh, format, and we are going to be exploring some gift ideas. Dun-dun-dun! If you are anything like me, you have sort of vaguely thought about getting gifts this year, but haven't really done any effort yet into figuring out what exactly you're going to get for anybody. Mm-hmm. Unless you, ha- you like me, also have a child who just said dolls, every kind of dolls. <laughs> so that was straightforward. Um, so we're hoping to just kind of help you out finding, finding some gifts for the book lovers in your life, for the story lovers in your life. Mm. Um, we each have some choices. We each have some choices. We've got some categories that we've broken things down into. And uh, also kind of a little note think about getting these books maybe secondhand or because not not all of them are super recent so it's mm. worth it to maybe just make a little I'm, I'm trying very hard to work on my eco-friendliness this holiday season um so it could be an interesting way to do that or at least check out an independent bookstore so yeah. that you know we can help the economy Absolutely. Check out your, for the ones that are new releases, check out your independent bookstores. For the ones that are new releases by like marginalized authors, maybe do buy them new so that that money, you know, goes to those people. But try to check out uh, some smaller booksellers. That was it for my leftist agenda pushing for the day. No, it's surprising. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be honest. Uh, There is guaranteed to be some leftist agenda pushing. Cool. Um, I will start. Let's do it. Let's do it. So my first book suggestion is um, actually two suggestions in one. This is for uh, the young person or the grown person who likes some fun literature um, about dystopia. Mm -hmm. And uh, Rihanna's Disturbia started playing in my head as I said dystopia. Yeah, dum dum dee dum dum. Anyways, um, so these are some good classics that you may want to revisit as well. Numero uno would be Fahrenheit four five one by Ray one Ray Bradbury, uh, a world in which TV is king, and information is questionable. Hmm. I don't know any parallels that could be drawn between that book and Caddy, are you sure this is a work of fiction, or have you just been uh, maybe reading the news? Well. That's a good question. Um, the other book is um, inevitably *The Handmaid's Tale* by one Margaret Atwood. I love this book. I read it every year, and I think that there is something really scary about how much it's becoming closer and closer to reality. And the fighting spirit of June in that book is just so strong. And uh, alas, because, you know, the world is a sad, sad place. Um, It feels like uh, you can get a bit of inspiration about uh, how to fight the system and mobilize and, you know. 
I have to confess, I have not yet read Handmaid's Tale, and I have not watched Handmaid's Tale. There's just this giant gap of culture in my knowledge, so I don't know. Maybe somebody will just pick up a secondhand copy of Handmaid's Tale for me for Christmas this year. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's so good, and it's a page-turner, just like Fahrenheit 451, right? They're books that, like... They're quick reads, like even though they're sizable for and they're books that I could imagine as a younger reader uh, in, in, you know, mid to late teens. These are books that when you're a little politically conscious, boom, baby, they just wake up that little flame. And then all of a sudden we've got a bunch of little anarchists running around and they're disorganized. And I love it. Uh, <laughs> I, I love the point when teenagers discover political awareness <gasps> and then are just suddenly like. Did you know there's injustice? It's so fresh. Listen, I had this experience when I watched Fight Club for the second time, 10 years after it came out. And I think I even posted about it on on Facebook at the time. And I was like, holy crap, Fight Club is an anarchist movie. And my friends were like, where were you? I was like, I don't know. But I was like, oh, my God, it's about the system. Anyways, tidbit. So that's that for uh, my first recs. What about you, Teffer? Well, my first rec is one that I, I think we established that you have in there as well. This is for the friend who got Disney Plus to watch through the Marvel Marvel Universe. The Marvel Universe. <laughs> the Marvel Universe. I, I buy into that. Going to try that once more. The friend who got Disney Plus to watch through the Marvel Universe. Uh, the friend who obsessively reads world mythology. Um, I would recommend this for my friend who is about to finish up her PhD in classics, in fact. Mm. But anyone who's into um, mythology, who's into history, who's into the sweeping YA fantasy series. This is a book we have reviewed on the show. It is Children of Blood and Bone by Tomi Adeyemi and its sequel Children of Virtue and Vengeance which just came out and which I have not yet got my hot little hands on but which I will. My hands are very cold. (laughs) My cold little hands on. Um, That just sounds like something Charlton Heston would say. (laughs) (laughs) It just reminds me of little mouse feet. Little so cute. Yeah, I love it. Thank you. My little I have not gotten my little mouse hands on Children of Virtue and Vengeance by Tomi Adeyemi yet, but I am very excited to. And uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's always nice to get two books in a present instead of one, two books that go together when you're like settling into the holidays and you've got a few days off and it's really cozy. Oh, yeah. And you just want to really... I remember my parents would always get us a book for Christmas, mm. among a few other things. And that just like Christmas reading was the most exciting thing or was really disappointing when they got me a book I wasn't into. Um, this is a book they will be into. I like that. That's a, that's a great suggestion. It was on my list as well. Um, there's something about creating mythology surrounding uh, the... Well, surrounding West Africa, let's be honest, uh, that's really exciting. And if Children of Virtue and Vengeance is anything like Children of Blood and Bone, it's going to be an incredible read. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, once again, a movie that, like a series that I cannot see, wait to see adapted. I think someone has bought movie rights. Yeah, they're making it. There better yeah. be someone cool, too. Like, I want to see, like, Black Panther levels of money and energy invested in this series like i mean it's so cool i was telling my mom about it my mom is uh from the Fulani tribe and 
you know, the descriptions of, of, the, of the characters. And she was like, oh, my gosh, they're describing my people. We have light hair. She's like, my eyes are blue. And it was so exciting to, to talk about that with her. So, yeah. Give, please give those books yeah. uh, a chance. They're also beautiful. So if we're talking about bu- about gifts, um, these books are the hardcover versions. Beautiful, beautiful cover art. Uh, they feel nice. Um, yes. They're nice. They're big. They're hefty. They're books that you really can display on a shelf and, and feel really good about aesthetically. So that's yes. another reason I suggest them as a gift. I can't wait till the whole trilogy is out and they like release some fancy box series that'll be maybe next year agreed and then i will buy it i think that's a great idea (laughs) all right up next um this is my book suggestion for um for the quiet stormy young person in your life so uh yeah persepolis by marjane sartrapi oh it's a great graphic novel really beautiful set during the Iranian Revolution Um, it follows a young girl and it is so much fun there's something really interesting about discovering a culture that you don't know um, through the eyes of people who lived in that culture and who are immersed and who love their own culture and who are sometimes at odds with it so um, I love it. And you can even do the go the extra mile and like combine the graphic novel with the movie, which is awesome and has the best Eye of the Tiger montage sequence. Better than Rocky. Fight me on this. I don't mind. Um, it's so fun. It's so interesting. And it's it's very real. I think for me, that was one of the first experiences of reading a graphic novel and seeing something that is close to someone's actual life as opposed to something that involves like throwing fireballs from one's fists or um, talking turtles with mustaches, etc. So uh, I, I used to steal my brother's Dragon Balls um, okay. just to check them out. And yeah, yeah. I really, it was, it was too lewd for me. Um, but yeah, this was great. And it's, you know, it's about a young girl also standing up for herself and finding what it's like to be an other in a dominant culture when she moves to France. And anyways, I can't say enough good things about it. It's beautiful. It's really good. Check it out. I second that recommendation. It's a really wonderful graphic novel. Actually really like evocative of my teen years. I don't know if it's uh, normal for one to go through a period of being obsessed with the Iranian Civil War revolution. I think it makes perfect sense. I think that when you start hearing about the Middle East mm-hmm. at that like uh, yeah when you hit like 16 17 and you start discovering that the Middle East is a very complicated region yeah and you know you become invested in sort of understanding the politics and taking sides and I remember that was a big thing for me when I was in high school where do you lie in the Israel-Palestinian conflict it's like what kind of 16 year olds are we cool ones um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah it's interesting and it's also because it's like a cultural revolution yeah exactly right? it's 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 not just about military power it's about culture it's mm-hmm. about like what kind of culture do we want mm-hmm. and um 
I don't know if I've ever told you this. Uh, my mom went to university in Cairo okay. and uh, spent a lot of uh, the 60s traveling back and forth uh, to the Middle East to go to her friends' weddings and things like that. And, you know, when you hear what I've heard of places like Tehran and Beirut and, you know, Petra and all that is stories of my mom walking around in mini skirts and going to dance parties and, and all these lavish, fun events. It has nothing to do with the, what what's portrayed today. Mm-hmm. And I thought that it was really interesting to kind of read Persepolis and to get that impression, right? Because there's this discovery of what happens once people are home and what are people's memories and all that. And it's very rich, very lovely. It really is. Yeah, that's a great recommendation. Thank you. My second recommendation is for the friend who watches every rom-com, the friend uh, who just wants everything to be romantic and fluffy and nice, um, or the friend who's obsessed with K-dramas, which I think that's a pretty overlapping Venn diagram. This is I Believe in a Thing Called Love by Maureen Gu. Uh, This is the first book by Maureen Gu that I read, and it is still my favorite. Although I, you know, if you really want to give this friend a really nice present, you could give them all the books by Maureen Gu because they really all fall into that category. They're all so good. We reviewed... um, Someone that I used to know? No. No. I didn't write this down before I made this reference. Continue talking. But the, I will do a quick the K-pop uh, uh, Roman Holiday one, and really, really loved that one. Um, all of her books are just delightful romances, but I Believe in a Thing Called Love is my favorite. It is about a teenage girl who um, decides to follow a K-drama model in attempting to get this boy to be her boyfriend, essentially. And uh, it is a real romp. Um, She learns good lessons. There's lots of romance. And it has my favorite father-daughter relationship of that universe and possibly of YA in general. Really heartwarming lessons about love and friendship. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, we love Maureen Goo. We love Maureen Goo. Just like we love our good old rom-coms and cheesiness and... Uh, somewhere only. Somewhere we only know. we know. Yeah. Not someone that I, I used to know. I got my song titles confused. I think I've told the story a few times on the show about how I met Maureen Goo at Yafest and just ended up just imprinting on her like a duckling and and followed her from a panel to the author room and then kind of got there and was like she was like, Oh, are you getting something? And I was like, Totally, totally <laughs> came over here on purpose and did not just So if I understand Maureen Goo is never coming to <laughs> hang out with us in our little pod box. I, I yeah, I don't know. I haven't I haven't approached <laughs> since that. <laughs> oh, but yes, one hundred percent. When seriously, when is someone gonna make Maureen Goo movies? Cause like they're I would, there. I They're would like, watch it. Oh, yeah. I would watch the crap out of those movies. So good. So good. So good. I would eat the crap out of that uh, cookbook also. Oh. Can you imagine? Yes. Mm. Also, I feel like Maureen Goo should make playlists um, because her books are full of really cool pop references. And um, I feel like it, it would be great. Like I've been... 
Yeah, I, I really like the idea of having an accompanying playlist yeah. full of like good music, like a combination of like Western and Asian music and just poppy vibes. I feel like it'd be great gym playlists also. I bet Maureen Goo has great gym playlists. Oh, heck yes. Heck yes. Or like first date playlists, like pump yourself up for yeah. a first date. Oh, Maureen Goo, can you please make us a playlist? We will love you forever, and I promise I will keep you safe from Teffer. Please call me back. (laughs) All right, my next recommendation. Uh, This is uh, someone that I admire a whole lot. Um, And I'm going to go ahead and put this on a list for anyone who is into sports. Um, The book is Proud by Ibtihaj Mohammed, um, who is an American fencer, fencing person, Um, She was the first American athlete to wear a hijab at the Olympics, right? And uh, it was very controversial for some reason because people could not see past the fact that she wore a technical veil um, created by Nike. And um, she just kicks ass. And she is a woman of color. She is a business owner. She is an elite athlete. She's a mentor. She is... Someone who holds very strong convictions, convictions that I'm not necessarily, you know, uh, 100% in agreement with at all times. But at the same time, she is such a badass. Holy crap. Like, she's just, she's bright. She has her eyes on the prize. And there is something very inspiring about that. Um, in the past year, I've, I've followed her a lot. Uh, like I've started following her uh, a bit more intensely on, on social media just to kind of understand, you know, what her reality is. And one, it made me realize we forget that female athletes are just athletes and they are everything. Um, but the amount of doors that she has opened, like one, there is now, like, large sports companies are now making uh, sport hijabs. Yeah. Hello. That's new. Um, you know, creating access, making sure that an elitist sport like fencing is now accessible to kids of color, mm-hmm. which is not something that I've ever seen. Um, I think that's awesome. I think it's it's just it's very inspiring to see someone who has the... Um, the power of their convictions also and and is motivated by them and you know her faith plays a large place uh, plays a large role in in this story and while I am someone who is a staunchly atheist I find it really beautiful to delve into someone else's faith and to hear how much like it always comes down to the same thing right people talk about love People talk about love of their community love of everything like love of their sport love of their family love of everyone and this unconditional love and I find it beautiful and you know finding that strength through struggle whether it's athletic or personal or social um I I love her she she is like up there on my list of badasses to keep an eye out on um so her book is called proud it came out I think it came out early this year, very late uh, 2018. Um, and uh, yeah, please check that out. And uh, for the athletes in your lives, it's a good pick. Yeah, that sounds like something I want to check out. That sounds cool. Here's an idea for the gift for the yeah lover in your life, especially <gasps> the yeah podcast lover in your life. 
why not make a donation to our Patreon in their name? Our Patreon funds all of our show costs. We're so grateful to everybody who donates. You are wonderful people. Um, You get advanced content notices about the themes and about the books we're reading. You get to give us suggestions and you get kind of higher up in the suggestion list. Um, Until the end of 2019, any patrons pledged at $5 or above will receive a special holiday gift from us. Mm -hmm. So if you are not yet pledged, if you pledge at $5 before the end of December, you'll get that special present. If you are pledged but you're not at $5, you can up your pledge and you can still get that special present. Um, And any new patrons at any level will receive a little bonus as well. You can give it as a gift for someone you love. You can uh, chuck that little bonus in a white elephant exchange. You can display it proudly in your home. So if you'd like to give this gift of content that just keeps giving, you can head to patreon.com slash yapodcast. Thank you for your donations in advance. Thank you so much. Next uh, on your list? Sure. Next on my list is, this is for the person who doesn't read YA. (laughs) Uh, When you say doesn't read YA, is that in quotation marks? Like people who lie about, because they're like, it's for babies. And then they're like, oh, I love it so much, but only at home. It's not exactly that. It is in quotation marks. It's for the person who maybe has never actually read any YA and is like, I don't read YA because I read Hatchet in high school and it sucked. (laughs) We all read Hatchet in high school and it sucked. Except for Caddy who went to French school um it sucks in my opinion (laughs) sorry to that guy it's just it's one of those books that people get for boys because they're like it's about the outdoors so it will inspire boys to read but it's not that interesting yeah they get that in white fang People are like, yes, contemporary boys. Did you see that Harrison Ford is doing a movie of the Call of the Wild that is mostly just an old bearded Harrison Ford talking to a dog? I'd watch that. I would watch it too. Because as we must say, Harrison Ford at any age, he can get it. He can can so get it. He He can can so get it. I have heard, I'm not sure that this is 100% confirmed, but I have heard that Harrison Ford in his spare time flies around in a helicopter rescuing lost hikers. Stop it. Um, My pants are falling. And I would believe that, you know? That's it. My pants are gone. Harrison Ford, I'm waiting. So he's making a movie of Call of the Wild where he just kind of growls at a dog and can still get it. (laughs) That's not my gift recommendation. (laughs) So your gift recommendation is uh, Harrison Ford. If anybody would like to gift me Harrison Ford, I would accept it. Him. (laughs) Hey, that's funny. (laughs) I am uh, watching the Baby Yoda TV show now, though. I really like it. Listen. Listen. Give the people the title because they're waiting. (laughs) We'll talk about Baby Yoda after. Um, So for the person who doesn't read YA, who you tell them, oh, you know which podcast I really like to listen to? It's the Yeah podcast. Or when I tell people, yeah, I have a podcast. It's about young adult lit. And they're like, oh, you mean like Twilight? If you want them to understand the true depth and beauty of Yeah. Uh, Dante and Aristotle discover the secrets of the universe, which is a book that we did review here and, and really, really loved. It is by... Uh, Benjamin Alira. I can never remember his last name, so let me look that up again. 
we do so well on research sometimes. I had it pulled up, and then I went to look up that Marine Goo title, mm. and I lost it. It was that a, happens. Benjamin Elia Sands. Um, it's just... It's just so beautiful. That book is just so well written and so well structured that I I can't really see anybody reading it and not loving it. Um, I think it speaks to pretty much every reading level above, say, you know, 12. So if there's somebody crotchety who you want to introduce to the world of YA, it's a a great starter book. Mm -hmm. I like that. All right. I have another one. This is for the... Social justice fanatic in your circle. As obviously you can tell, all of my books have very uh, strong political messages. <laughs> Let's be um, real. That's what this show is about. That's what this show is about. Really, we use books as a vehicle to scream about things that upset us and compliment things that we appreciate. Um, but the book Full Disclosure by Cameron Garrett, um, which came out, it is about a teen living with HIV. Um, it is apparently awesome. I am very much looking forward to us reviewing it. Um, everyone I know who's read it has loved it. I cannot wait to read it. I think that it is like, you know, you know that we're going to tell you that like anything by Nick Stone, go out and buy it. Um, but this is completely different. This is a perspective that we haven't uh, that we haven't heard yet. So, um, yeah, full disclosure, Cameron Garrett, do it. Yeah. Also really excited about that one. Looking forward to that one. This one is kind of a flip on the last one. So I had the one for the person who doesn't read YA. Now this is for the person who, much like myself, does read YA, mostly reads YA, but occasionally wants to read something a little more adult that has like a little more gravitas maybe. Oomph. Although I get mad when people say YA doesn't have gravitas, but that's a rant for another day. I just like that you used the word gravitas twice. Uh, You're welcome. Um, This is uh, by Eleanor Henderson. It is called 10,000 Saints. I think I've talked about this book on the show before, probably more than once. I really think it's a spectacular book that doesn't get enough attention. Um, I discovered this book in a bookstore in Syracuse in 2010, I think, and I started reading it and I just like sat down on the floor and read like half of it and then was like, okay, I'm buying buying this it is about teens um it's about teens in the 80s in new york city it's about coming out it's about hiv it's about uh um pregnancy it's about family and parenting and love and it is so good all of the characters are so real human fleshed out um it deals with a lot of heavy topics without ever getting too devastating. Mm. Um, and I think in a lot of ways ticks the boxes for a YA book. It just isn't one because it follows adults as well as teens, I think. Um, but yeah, that's 10,000 Saints by Eleanor Henderson. It's one of my favorite novels in the whole world. And it, um, for someone who's used to reading YA, it reads really easily. A lot of the storylines make sense that way, but it's a nice kind of intro into adult fiction. Love it. Uh, Love it. I will have to borrow that. And it also like taught me a lot about New York City in the 80s that I didn't know. Mm. It was a bit of a trash fire if I base myself on all the films set in New York in the 80s that I've watched. Yeah. 
Yeah, a bit of a trash fire. <laughs> bit of a trash fire. I mean, but technically, usually Eddie Murphy would show up and save the day, right? Um, yes. That's what <laughs> happens in this book. Oh, okay. That's good. I'm into it. Um, okay, this is my <laughs> this is my last wreck for the holidays. Um, this is a, a book series, I guess, that is for anyone. So if there is any one person on your list that you're like, I don't know what to get them. <sighs> Scott Pilgrim versus the World by Brian Lee O'Malley. There I said it. Um, it is so good. This is one of my favorite all-time book series. It's so good. It's yes, it plays into the trope of the manic pixie girl. I don't care. I love it. It is cheesy. It's cheesy from like the perspective of a guy in a hetero relationship. It's Ramona is such a badass and her hair changes colors all the time and like she's got all of these like terrible exes that you know Scott Pilgrim needs to fight before they can date and anyways it's so silly and there's this really fun magic happening through it it's like a combination of real world and video games and I remember being completely absorbed by it and it had been a long time I read it when I had started I think it's I was either finishing Sage Up or starting university and it's the type of book that like I literally got lost in it for hours on end and read all seven books and then promptly read them again because uh, I fell deep in love with everyone and everything and the imagery is so beautiful so fun um, it makes you giggle non-stop there's like oh yeah just 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 this this is the gift that keeps on giving and it's great it's tradable I've lent it to my nieces so many times and they love reading it and uh yeah I love Scott Pilgrim I really do I said it Mm -hmm. I have a bonus one so those were all of my wrecks and there's one that just kind of came up as an honorable mention for me because my partner gave me this book last year and for Christmas and it has become just an indispensable part of my life and that is salt fat acid heat oh my god um it is a Netflix series but it's also a cookbook but it's not just a cookbook no it's it's an experience and it's a teaching guide and it's a friendship and it's got beautiful illustrations and I pull it out anytime I have to make anything and I go what does Samin say about this for the youth who wants to cook or who likes to eat Samin Nosrat is my everything I love her I want to be friends with her she has a dog named Fava Bean hello love her Uh, I adore her God, she's everything. Her love of food is the most contagious thing in the world. She she cries over Parmesan. She's passionate. She's she's just so kind um, to everyone that she seems to interact with in her show. And you read her articles and uh, she writes for The New York Times. And God, she's brilliant and just charming yeah she is 100 percent on my list of people i would invite dead or alive for a dinner party mm-hmm. like i just w- i'd like to cook with her 
I'd like to cook with her without a recipe, just like layering tastes and flavors and fun things and giggles and 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 dropping things. She's kind of like she's she's making me think of a modern day Julia Child, but who makes tadzig, which is a beautiful crispy rice Iranian dish. Shout out to all of our Persian friends. I've got to say, I was watching Salt, Pat, Acid, Heat, and my five-year-old watched Samin eat some uh, 40-month-old Parmesan and went, I would like to try that. I (laughs) bet that is delicious. And, you know, if you can make a five-year-old believe that she would love eating 40-year-old Parmesan, you know that's love. You know that's just love. Her passion just shines. I love this book because the way she talks about cooking is the way I was taught cooking from my family, Um, which is, I mean, we're Armenian, not Iranian, but when I look at Semin and her family, it feels like my family, and it's homey. Uh, It's a great book for anybody who's maybe moving out Mm -hmm. uh, of their parents' house for the first time and needs to learn how to cook. It's a great book for anybody who needs a little extra nurturing and for Um, people who love art in all honesty the book is a work of art it is they also released uh just a series of prints uh that you can get like it's like 20 prints in a package yeah so that's a good present that's a great anybody in your life named teffer Tom, are you listening? Um, <laughs> you know he is. So it's uh, it, they're beautiful. They're hand drawn illustrations, uh, pictures of food. They're just they're delightful. Anything that Samin Nasrat does really is worthy of uh, mention and worthy of appreciation and so much respect. If oh. I had the opportunity, I would follow her around like a baby duck. Also. Yeah. 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 No, I, y- yes, I'm just going to be honest. Yes. Yeah. Um, she is, uh, so my girlfriend and I have this, um, we, we share a love of Simi Nosrat. Uh, she uh, was a part of our bonding in uh, the early steps of our relationship Aww. when we watched Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat together and kind of like both swooned over uh, Simi Nosrat's love of food. <laughs> that is so cute. So she definitely keeps a uh, has a very special place in my heart. And I once got the best compliment, which is my girlfriend said, she makes me think of you. And I was like, you know what? That is a real good compliment. That just that just like exploded my heart into a million little pieces. I get it. I get it. Thank you. Yeah. So salt, fat, acid, heat. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not a YA book, but it is joy. Pure. So that pretty much wraps up our holiday gift guide. Uh, Hannah isn't here today as, you know, they're sick. And that's just what happens. Uh, but hopefully we can uh, get a list of uh, of her suggestions up on uh, the social media platform or who knows, uh, somewhere else, somewhere special where it might appear. Dun, dun, dun. Maybe we'll put that on our Patreon. Well, that's what I was Ooh. thinking. Thanks so much for joining us for this. I think we did this episode last year as well. It's always fun to talk about um, the books that really stick with us and the books that we think we want to give to the whole world because we really think about this podcast as our little present to the world, giving our passion. I hope you all have really good holidays and I just hope that like you're sitting somewhere comfy right yeah. now when I hope you have something nice to drink yes warm. you know I hope you have your credit card out to just go and <laughs> donate to Patreon I, mean, I already did that bit uh, you did <laughs> <laughs> they 
Thank you so much for listening to Yeah. If you want to leave feedback, suggest a book for us to read, or just say hi, send us an email at theyapodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at yapodcast. And individually, I'm at caddy double underscore D. I'm at Teffer Bear. If you like the show and want to help us make it even better, consider supporting us on Patreon. You can get all kinds of great perks, including early access to bonus content, shoutouts, guest appearances, and until the end of 2019, you will get a special holiday gift. Wahoo! Head to patreon.com slash yapodcast to donate. Shout out to our wonderful patrons, Catherine Resch, Erica Stitchberry, Kat McGuire, Lizzie Tenhoff, Chantal Thomas, and Matt Dever. We love you. We do love you. We have merch. Hit the merch link in the description of this episode to get some from the fine folks over at Tee Public. You can also support us for free by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts, and by sharing this episode with a friend. Perhaps this week with a friend who struggles with holiday shopping, or simply someone who has an extensive book collection who wants to make it bigger. Um, special thanks to Great Bear for letting us use their song Jenny's Groove as our theme music. You can find their music for sale at greatbearmusic.bandcamp.com. This episode was produced by me, Tevra Jenian, and edited by Tom Zalatni as part of the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com. Bye! Bye! If you're someone who interacts with kids, you're probably familiar with moments of being asked questions you're just not equipped to answer. Whether it's the old favorite, where do babies come from, or the nuances of discrimination, Rad Child Podcast has your back. Each episode, your host, Seth Day, leads a discussion about topics like race, disability, loss, gender, sexuality, and so much more. Our goal is to give grown-ups the tools to talk to kids about almost anything. So come give a listen. Rad Child Podcast, helping to raise a generation of open, compassionate, rad kids. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and just about anywhere else. Hi, I'm Howard Mitnick, host of Gateway Music. Join me as I talk with people about the artists and albums that changed their lives and about the artists and albums that changed mine. Available on the Upford Network and wherever you get your podcasts.